0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed, on purpose, because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. I am here with a beverage, a friend, and some questions. Is it disrespectful to call you a friend? We have a baby together, we've got a couple homes.
1: Baby mama.
0: I'm here with a beverage as usual, my baby mama, and some questions.
1: I'm okay with that.
0: Question one, how many therapy sessions before I know it's not a good fit and find someone else? This is actually a really common question, and I I think it's important. I want to shed light on the therapy process. We're both therapists, so you could get a, a... two different opinions I think generally speaking people don't give their therapist a shot I think people don't stay long enough uh I've been guilty of this we judge our therapist and we uh say it's not a good fit and then we uh try to find someone new and that's not a good fit and suddenly you know we're juggling two or three therapists and and then we realize, this is not for me, and then we get discouraged, and then we don't believe in therapy anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think that, well, there's a couple, couple things are coming up for me. So, exactly what you said, I totally agree. Um, I think it's like any relationship, we need to give the other person some time. Uh, we need to give the kind of like connection a little time. I mean, I would treat this just like I would treat dating and I tell people this a lot. Like you do want to like kind of interview a few people, see who you get vibes with. Um, there is a certain amount of connection that you want to feel. So I don't think you need to wait too long, but I do think you you want to have a connection, right? First and foremost, but also, a lot of people don't understand that the therapeutic relationship itself is actually or can actually be one of the most healing components to therapy. So. For example, if you are somebody who grew up in a household where um, you never saw healthy conflict modeled, and people just pretended like there was no conflict or there was a lot of cutoffs happening, and let's say your therapist says something that you don't really like, and now you're sitting here going, I don't know. I don't know if this therapist is really right for me. I think I'm going to leave and find somebody else. I might push you to say, well, that's really interesting. Maybe you have an opportunity in this safe container, in this safe relationship, to explore what a healthy confrontation or healthy conflict might look like, right? And so it becomes a a really good testing ground for some of the relational skills that you're learning in the therapy itself.
0: Yes. And also, if you are not happy with your therapist before you leave your therapist, tell them, (laughs) yeah, challenge yourself to actually use the therapist as an exercise to express, you know. we want to know, like, uh, and, you know, it's our job to, like, if it hurts our feelings, that it's not, you're not supposed to take care of us, right? You're paying for this session, it's your session, so ask, I mean, you know, maybe you could be kind about it, but ask the, your therapist um, what what you need, so a lot of times therapists are too passive or neutral, and uh, it was good for us and what we needed at the time, and then we want more direction, or we want our therapist to be more more um directive right you should ask your therapist for that and if your therapist uh says that's not how i work then that's their right too and then yeah it's not a good fit but i would definitely play it out uh i think many people uh they'll judge the session or maybe one session forgetting that therapy is a cumulative process and if the session wasn't good or if the therapist did something that annoyed them they're like uh it's not a good fit, and so most people leave too soon. I think you got to play it out, and also uh, before you leave, I think you should express what you want, uh, what your goals are, you know, um, all of that stuff, and then see if the therapist can meet you there. So to answer your question, when is a good time to actually leave? I mean, I think it's different for everyone. Um, what would you say? What, at what point do you know that this therapist is done?
1: I think once yeah. you've done the communication, so you've had the conversations with them around what feels like it's working and not working, and you've both kind of maybe made an attempt to, I don't want to say fix, but, you know, make some adjustments in the relationship or in the working relationship. Um, and if you feel like you've done that and you're not just jumping to the cutoff, which is usually the easy way out, um, and you feel like it's still not working and this person's just not getting you and you're not feeling it, then I think that that's a totally okay time to go.
0: Yeah. Next question is I'm trying to figure out who I am. How do I know myself? How can I understand the new me? So my first gut uh reaction is I'm not a big fan of like who I am. Who are you? Uh, I think we use that a lot because uh I think we're always in constant uh flux, you know? I think that we are always changing. I mean day to day like Even like who I was yesterday, how I thought, what I was ruminating on, all of that is different today. And so I don't think who you are is like an island to swim to. When you're there, you know, and and then it's locked in, you know. And so I would just be careful about like who am I, Mm. that question.
1: Yeah, I like that, John. I mean, I think we don't give ourselves enough room to grow and evolve and change and it's never static nor should it really be now i think if you really feel like you're a bit of you know adrift without a what's what's that saying like with a boat without an anchor or something Uh, like that a
0: boat without a paddle
1: up a river without a paddle I don't know, something like that, um, then there are ways that you can get more in touch with who you are and what lights you up and and what your non-negotiables are and what you stand for and things like this. I think a lot of us are raised in such codependent ways that we are not actually given the opportunity as children who then grow into adults to really truly know ourselves, to know our voice, to know who we are authentically. And so there's something to be said for actually doing the work around that. And a lot of times that comes from reflection, of ourselves back to ourselves in relationships. So yes, you explore things that maybe make you feel alive, right? Like what brings you passion? What makes you feel obsessed with something where you just want to learn all about it and dive into it, right? Like those are very important things to actually lean into more and give yourself that experience of because it will actually help you get a better understanding of yourself and then in relationship, not just romantic, but any relationship, you're going to get like a reflection back of you to you and through that we can actually start to evolve and understand who we are when we show up with other people right and so I I love the idea of like figuring out who you are also like in relationship to others
0: yeah and I also think that question works better uh you know the who who am I question it works much better if you add one word what word do you think I'm talking about at the end who am I what what do you think
1: I have no idea. I don't know what you're saying.
0: <laughs> um, the word becoming. So instead of "Who am I," which to me sounds kind of like a constant or getting to, um, you know, some kind of destination, "Who am I becoming?" Mm-hmm. makes that question more free flowing. And also, uh, then it also, you know, in that question, it implies that you are not. Um, stagnant that you are always becoming that you're evolving that you're growing and so I like that question so to, to get to this whole like who am I ask yourself who you're becoming and uh you know and then and then kind of think about um all the things that are happening in your life all the challenges what's happening internally so don't just focus on what's happening externally but uh who are you be- becoming in a sense like what is changing inside you know, and are those uh, things that uh, you like, you don't like? Are they healthy, unhealthy? I don't know. But um, we are constantly changing. You know, we're curious creatures. And so, who are you becoming? All right, final question is, and this is one I get often, how to deal with loneliness. So... Uh, the first thing I want to say is there's a difference between uh, loneliness, the feeling, which is normal, and saying that you're lonely. Like almost like you're stamping yourself as something negative, you know. Um, I think loneliness is uh, uh, like like any feeling. I mean, if you're human, you're going to go through loneliness. Uh, we go through loneliness in relationships. We go through loneliness in When we're single and you know we experience it in in all different different ways um but i think it can be a problem if that's the default if we are consistently and always feeling lonely then to me that is uh that that is some that is some kind of like alert alerting that um there needs to be something done something is wrong if you're always lonely constantly feeling loneliness not not that you are lonely, that you're experiencing loneliness.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think to build on that, I think we need to allow ourselves to feel whatever it is that's coming up, right? So if loneliness is the feeling you're feeling then sit with that and feel the loneliness. It's like John said, I mean, loneliness is just an emotion. So it would be like me also saying, like, I am hungry, like, I'm not hungry all the time. But in this moment, I'm hungry, and it's uncomfortable, right? And so I'll sit with that. Um, Or I'm angry, or I'm upset, or I'm sad, right? Um, The feelings wash over us, like waves, they're not a consistent state. Now, if you find that it feels consistent, I mean, I I will say in my experience, many people suffer from loneliness, partly because they don't really just allow themselves to feel all the feelings. So like, if you feel like you want to have a good cry, have a good cry. If you feel like you want to have a good scream, have a good scream. I mean, there's nothing wrong with allowing yourself to feel the full intensity of that emotion. And then I think after that, it it becomes a little bit of um, action steps, right? So if I find that loneliness is a consistent feeling I'm feeling, what can I take into my own hands to actually start to um, change that state, right? So you might start focusing on friendships, right? Now, I have a funny feeling this person is talking about it from potentially like a romantic sense, but I actually usually would say it's not about that. It's about filling your life with really... um really fulfilling relationships. The romantic relationship is kind of the cherry on the Sunday, but we all need really uh, fulfilling relationships in our lives to live healthy and and, um, fulfilled, which I feel like I've said 20 times. Um, And so, yeah, like what are some action steps that you could take? The other thing I love to say is um, volunteering, doing for others. So a lot of times, like for with depression, for example, depression can be a very uh, internally focused um, mental illness or issue, right? And one of the best ways to get out of a state of depression is to actually focus on others, is to focus on being of service. And so, I would even say with loneliness, focusing on being of service can be a really great way to kind of snap yourself out of it if you're feeling like you're you're lonely, kind of perpetually.
0: Yeah, and so the question was, how do I deal with loneliness? And I don't think you deal with loneliness. I think like Vanessa said, first, you have to allow yourself to feel it, right? Because feelings kind of flow through us. Uh, just a block that prevents that process, right? Mm-hmm. So allow yourself, give yourself permission to be lonely. And then it's what do I do about it? And also, where's it coming from? So when I was single, the longest, I think it was like four years um post-divorce of just being by myself. Of course there were days that I felt very lonely, but overall I was alone, but I wasn't experiencing loneliness because I filled my days up with meaningful conversation, uh, engaging with friends, I uh, fell in love with fitness, I bought a motorcycle, and, you know, I was the guy at the counter in diners with ear pods uh, for two hours, you know, buying myself a meal. I would go to the movies by myself. Yep. I'd run at the beach. And it was it's like that whole, like, dating, <coughs> dating myself thing. I did that for years. And uh, that's how I, quote-unquote, dealt with my loneliness. I faced it, mm. and I swam toward it until I wasn't really lonely anymore. It became solid to it. I was comfortable with it. And the leverage for me was if I could do this... Then, when I'm in a relationship, I, I'll be my own person. You know what I'm saying? So, then I'm not going into a relationship holding someone's leg. I can be okay alone as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, then you're bringing more to the table to that relationship. Thank you for listening. And uh, thank you to my baby mama. My baby mama slash beautiful partner slash friend
1: mm-hmm. slash. Sick, sick roommate.
0: Hot sexiness. Even when I'm sick? Even when you're sick. Wow. Tell us about the retreat you're putting on.
1: Oh, yeah. So uh, a lot of people messaged us about the fact that Danae and I are only running that one retreat the beginning of January. So we decided to do another one in June. So June 3rd through 9th, 10th, oh God, don't quote me on that, um, Nosara Costa Rica, we're doing a retreat and we're bringing along two of our friends and colleagues, uh, Millie Murillo, who is an astrologer, and she's going to kind of weave that into the work that Danae and I do, and then um, Ashley Torrent, who is also a therapist but is a medium and she does uh, surf kind of surf therapy which is going to be super cool so it's going to be a week in the jungle so you can check it out um go to my website or a, the link a week my bio. Or a
0: week on the beach not in the jungle
1: well it's the jungle i mean all of costa rica is a jungle but okay. it's the beach and the jungle
0: <laughs> where can we where can they find you
1: uh my instagram vanessa s bennett and then there's a link in my bio for that or you can go to my website vanessa bennett
0: thank you for listening and thank you for uh asking all your questions come with questions leave with more be well